Hello and welcome to episode 2 of You, Me and ADHD, a Halloween special. Not just because it's Halloween tomorrow, but because Halloween is my favourite holiday except for Christmas. Uh, Reason being, because it's okay to be weird. Uh, It's okay for me to walk down the street dressed as a slutty nun, uh, but any other time of year it is frowned upon. But you win some, you lose some, I guess. So today we're going to be talking about family, friends, food and film all mixed in with how I see these things through my ADHD eyes, how they affect me, what I enjoy about them and just a general discussion. So strap yourself in, it's going to be a (coughs) bumpy ride. So we'll start off with family, shall we? Let's kick it off there. We'll go straight in with a big one. Mums. So my mum is amazing. I'd like to say I can't fault her, but because I've got ADHD, I can. Uh, She always means well. She's got a heart of gold, but my God, is she annoying. Uh, We are kind of polar opposites. In the evenings, if she ever comes over to stay with us, if she ever comes over to visit, um, she loves watching films as well, which is uh, something we do have in common. But she'll talk to me throughout the entire film and I just get massive sensory overload because I'll be trying to watch the film, I get engrossed in it and captured in the story. Uh, But then I also get distracted by her talking to me constantly so I miss bits, bits get skipped, you know how it is. (coughs) Apologies. Um, So yeah, she's she's a big talker. We have lots of fun though, but I think one of her biggest things is she's a complainer. Now, I'm not great in social uh, kind of environments or when it comes to getting embarrassed in public. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll embarrass myself with ease and I do not care. But when my mum complains, um, that's when things get a little bit awkward. So I'll give you a few examples of this because I think they're relevant. We were in Cambridge, peak summer, roasting hot, one of the hottest days of the year I think at this point, and it was around 5pm, so coming up to the end of the day, there was an ice cream stall, and I don't mean one of these proper ice cream stalls that have like a built-in powered freezer. I'm talking about one of these ones that have a massive cool box. They keep gelato in there, which we all know melts quicker in general. So she goes up to last point of the day, gets herself an ice cream. Next thing I know, she's storming back to the ice cream stand. Don't get me wrong, they're fucking expensive. I mean, we judge the uh, economy based on the price of Freddo's, but also based on the price of ice cream. So she gets herself an ice cream, she's storming back over with it. I'm thinking, what on earth's going on? Has she found a a shit or something in her ice cream? Turns out, nope. She screams at the woman behind the till, or the area. uh, That's fucking melting! That's melting! So you've, you've heard me correctly there, she's kicking off because her ice cream's melting in the peak of summer at the end of day where the ice cream wasn't the hardest but gelato is never is and um she's absolutely going mad at this point i'm just hoping the grind swallows me up but 
uh, it would need to be a pretty big hall um, and I just kind of shy away and stand in the background and tell their mum fucking ice cream don't worry if it melts that tends to happen but she's not having none of it asked to speak to a manager which weirdly appears from out of a, a side road just walks over gives her a little bit of uh, gives her a, I think half the money back and then says there you go keep the ice cream but that's not enough for her she makes him take the ice cream back and give her all the money back now this is where I really struggle this isn't an uncommon thing for her this is a a daily thing and uh yeah i can see why her and my dad didn't get on because he's a very proud person a little bit like me he's quite proud when other people embarrass him but he does stuff all the time to embarrass himself which you know i love my dad dearly i touched on the last one that he used to have his problems i mean haven't we all he used to drink quite a bit he would do all sorts but I tell you what after him and my mum split up and I moved to England and he stayed there he he was the best best father anyone could ever ask for and I don't say it enough to him because we never do because we don't like showing emotion but yeah he's a he's a wonderful man not without his flaws of course um, he can be quite lazy at times comically lazy he asks for lifts everywhere and I mean everywhere if he could get a lift to his local post box which is about 30 seconds away he would if he knew you were going in that direction he would ask you to drop him off on the way he used to live in uh, a small village called Blakeney right on the Norfolk coast and um, the shop was about a 5-10 minute walk maximum and the amount of times he would ask me to run him to the shop, even if he knew I was going to be late for work or I was running manic, he would still go, give a lift to the shop, would you? And he is weirdly impatient. He's I. He's not. He's got his own mental health issues. He's not diagnosed with ADHD, but I can tell you now, he seriously makes me think this is where I got the ADHD from I must apologise, you can hear my children in the background because they're upstairs with my wife playing in the room um, but yeah I think this is where my f where I get it from so, a couple of examples I was driving the other day he said, what does that button do? men in black situation, straight up all I men in black <coughs> what's this button do? on the CD player I was like, oh, don't worry about it, just leave it. It's it's the, changes the station. All right. Can I press it? No, no, don't press it because we're in the middle of Lewis Capaldi. I don't want you to uh, interrupt my flow. Anyway, all of a sudden you hear the white noise. He's pressed the button. And this again is a massive kind of sensory overload for me I'm just kind of like losing my mind because I'm in the middle of listening to a song I'm going over the words in my head and boom it's gone these are all parts of uh, kind of our life where I absolutely love my parents but by god is it difficult when you've got 
quite bad ADHD. Next up, we're going to touch on the uh, the wife and kids because I think they're the ones that live with me dearly. They get to see that side of me. Right, so my wife is a wonderful woman, and I'm not just saying that. Um, she's incredibly patient. She puts up with a lot of shit from me, a lot. It's extremely difficult when so you're married to someone with ADHD. She's funny, smart, beautiful, everything I could ever ask for. I literally have everything I've ever wanted in one package. And I am forever just being an idiot. And, and I'm not using it in any way as, a, as an excuse, but my ADHD plays a big part in that. So an example would be that I just cannot bring myself to listen. I try everything. She'll be telling me something extremely serious and I just, I, I end up getting distracted by a fire engine or, or a bird or, or something and I will literally interrupt her and say, look at that fire engine. A really common one would be, we'll be having a dead serious conversation. I see a, a, a van with sign, a sign written van and um, let's just say it's a Tesco van. Um, I just catch it out of the corner of my eye and all of a sudden I'll go, Tesco van! Um, weirdly. And just interrupt whatever it is she's saying. Uh, it's got its good points as well though. I mean, she'll love me for this, but when we met I told her a joke and I've told her that joke at least once a month ever since. Um, and I think that's what really caught her. And it goes like this. What's E.T. short for? Because he's got little legs. Now this I thought was an absolute grind-breaking joke, but she wasn't so keen. Uh, she did laugh at the time, but I think she's sick of it now after the millionth time. Um, she's always been supportive of all of my mental hobbies. I've always, always had her to fall back on. She's always advised me whether, you know... I'm doing the right thing. At the beginning, it was particularly hard because money was something I was never good with. Um, I'm slowly getting there, but I have always been quite sporadic. I've always just spent money um, on lots of really random things. I would quite happily go out and buy something that cost me a fortune that I'm only going to use once. And when we met, she wasn't aware of this and it wasn't something I really clocked on to so it was something we had to learn and grow with together and I'm surprised she's still here because I have put her through the ringer um, but two kids dying two amazing kids and we're married and we moved in together fairly soon we were only we were only kind of dating for three months uh, and then we moved in and I will always remember I was supposed to be going to Budapest with some friends and now I had a week off work and I just started hanging out with my now wife and I said, do you know what, fuck it. I blew off a trip to Budapest, I spent a week with my wife, well my girlfriend at the time, and 
it was the best week of my life and I honestly don't think we would be together now if I didn't make that decision and we had so much fun and we never looked back since then we've had our ups or down and downs like everyone does but when you've got a rock like her you you can't fail you can make mistakes but you learn from them I also uh I also get a lot of hobbies, you know, this this hyperfixation thing. I didn't realise, I never realised how bad mine was until I started playing American football. I immediately went out and I spent hundreds on equipment. The helmet itself was like £260, money that I didn't really have. Um, I bought all the gear. Uh, I did intend to play it, you know carry on with it but then covid hit and then yeah i never went back to it um so then i ended up selling all the stuff yeah i buy computers i've currently got a computer that i actually swapped my playstation 5 for because it's a gaming computer and i only ever did play one game which was call of duty um, so i thought it's pointless having a playstation 5 when you only play one game I've just always got different hobbies. I'm trying different things. Skateboarding. I love skateboarding. I mean, I'm 31, overweight, balding, father of two, and a husband. Uh, and I'll still drop in the half pipe, smash off the grind, get up and carry on. I do feel like it's a great thing, but it's also a bit of a I-need-to-grow-up-sometimes vibe coming from me. My kids, they are never bored. When you are just constant, when your mind is constant, it can be massively, uh, massively, um, your mind can just go all over the place because you're trying to focus on one thing, your kids are screaming, your wife's asking you to do something, you're trying to, f you're trying to take clean or do something else, and when your kids are asking you questions, you just, it's almost like that's when the ADHD paralysis kicks in. You end up just sitting there staring at the wall knowing how much you've got to do but just not being able to get up and do it physically you just cannot bring yourself to do it it's an extremely bizarre thing but it happens pretty much daily with me um, all in all I adore my family I've got a younger brother called Michael he's amazing now he is um He's been had a rough time growing up, as have I. I cannot, you know, he's... I've always tried to look out for him, be a role model, because I didn't have that with my older siblings. They, uh, you know, we're all kind of doing our own thing. A lot of us don't talk. A lot of us don't get on. But, um... Michael's always kind of stuck by and I've always said to him that I'm always going to be there for him. I'm not going to let him, you know, I'm not going to let him be treated the way the others treated each other and myself. So, he's a, he's a great example of how, you know, family bonds and ties and no matter what you will always get through it. Not everyone's got family, I completely get that, and look, I'm not here bragging about my family, I'm here just pointing out that these are points in my life that 
I couldn't have got through without family. But as much as that, I think it's just as important to point out your friends and how it is building friendships with ADHD. So I think that's a, a good time to swiftly move on to that. So bring on friends. So friends and friendship with ADHD is quite a quite an interesting topic, I guess, because ADHD, I believe, helps me make friends, uh, but it also helps destroy friendships. It helps me lose friends. Um, and I'll kind of give you a, a rundown on why. So we'll start with why we make friends when you've got ADHD. And I guess it's because you kind of... You, you stand out, uh, depending on what kind of friends you want to make. Uh, you know, I adore my friends. We get on so well, even when we don't see each other for years. Um, I know one of them messaged me after my first podcast and said how proud of me he was. And that meant more to me than any any stranger, anyone uh, getting in touch. It just meant so much to me that he'd listened to it and... He he knew he knew everything pretty much about me. There isn't much my friends don't know. I'm an open book, and that's another part of the ADHD, because I will always be straight talking. I can be quite offensive. I can be quite blunt. Um, I don't mean to. I'm not one of these people that say I'm just being honest. If you don't like it, then you know lamp it, because uh, I think that's just people's. Uh, way of saying I'm a dickhead without actually saying I'm a dickhead you know pick your battles pick your time and place when you want to say something really uh, but I just kind of no filter should we say uh, never purposely go out to offend or upset people but I just struggle to hold back my opinions on things politics um I think is an absolute shambles, especially the United Kingdom, America, we used to laugh at Donald Trump, look who's laughing now, wow, yeah boy, um, I don't know what that was, but yeah, so, I always tried to make my friends laugh, I always feel like happiness is genuinely the best thing, no matter what someone's going through, if you can make them laugh, or in all of my jobs, in my current job, they're all customer service facing. I love being customer service facing. Um, if I feel like someone's going to kick off or complain, I can, I'm can. i really good at reading people to the point where I'm able to kind of completely mirror how they are um, in regards to work. I don't do that at home, but at work I do that and I feel like I can turn customers around from complaints pretty well. Um, which works in, in with your friends as well, so I would always try and make them laugh. I would always try and make them feel included and and like I understand or at least like I'm there for them, which is a very big ADHD thing, which is where, as my wife once said, when someone says they've been to Tenerife, I come back with I've been to Eleventerife, and that's because when somebody tells me something a story or something that's happened to them i never under, i never understood this new way i did it but i will always come back with a story similar 
and it's not because I'm trying to trump them, it's because it's how people with ADHD show that they are um, uh, understanding how they try to, uh, what's the word? They basically try to show that they are um, involved and aware of what, what they're going through, but it comes across as they're being competitive. It's not. It's just purely a way of them saying, I get it. Like, I understand. So that helps, really, when you've got friends because they all have a laugh. You sit around, you have some drinks, which in Norfolk, a lot of underage drink drinking happened growing up. Um, but it also helps you lose friends because you can offend people, you can upset people, you can push boundaries. Uh, this particular friend that I said uh, messaged me about last week. I always remember once we were in his room and he was trying to tidy his room and I was throwing his socks at his ceiling fan. Um, and I just didn't know when to stop. And we remember it and we laugh about it till the day. Uh, he ended up throwing his CD player off the uh, stand and throwing me out of his house. Uh, fortunately, we were man enough to make up and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still extremely good friends. But there's been a lot of people I'm terrible at messaging back, texting back, sticking to plans. Uh, and when it comes to things like drinking, I used to just absolutely ply through drink. It wouldn't be a case of let's get drunk and have fun. It would be like let's get as fucked up as we possibly can and see where the night takes us. Which, you know, a few times I've ended up with dodgy tattoos, jumping out of a tree into the Norfolk Broads and running through the streets naked I mean standard practice I would think it also involved me getting hurt a lot because I didn't have a fear that other people would have so when we used to skateboard together I just used to go for it even though I knew I was nowhere near good enough to do something I would keep doing it until I eventually did it no matter how hurt I got how many hospital trips I took I would still keep going this also leads on to the times we would have police run-ins. Fortunately, we didn't have too many, uh, mainly for like skateboarding on a balls green and getting caught with a little bit of marijuana or something like that. I don't know why I said marijuana, just weed, anything like that. Um, just drunk and disorderly, but just getting told to go home and just being argumentative with the police. So these are all things that I feel like were experiences with friends that we will never forget we still laugh about most of them I say most and um yeah I the friends that I've got in my circle are friends that w are irreplaceable and um they've always accepted me for the weirdo that I am and I love them for it and they know who they are and thank you for standing by me We'll move on to my next love, uh, food. So we'll skip to that now, shall we? I have a really big ADHD thing with cooking, which is when I go to clean the kitchen, which I have normally left in an absolute mess. So. I get in this mentality where I'm going to just absolutely blitz it top to bottom. I get about 60% of the way through and as I'm cleaning the cupboard I'll pull out a blender and I get curious and I think, hmm, 
what ingredients have we got? So the kitchen's not even clean yet. And I'm starting to think, oh, there's some chilies in there. There's some flour in there. There's some of this in there. Let's see what I can make. And I'll make a chili sauce. Or I will make tortillas. Which is ridiculously easy. If you've wanted to make your own tortillas, I can give you the recipe. Uh, it's literally three ingredients. Um, if you... I don't know if you class water as an ingredient, but um, 250 grams of flour, 150 ml of water, and some vegetable oil, and a little pinch of salt to taste, as they say. And uh, yeah, roll it out, you know, into a, a knead it, should we say. Just keep kneading it. Did you hear about the baker that lost his job because he needed a poo? <laughs> Anyway, um, fucking hell, I've got lost track now. Uh, yeah, so um, just knead it out, roll it out really thin, cut it into six, and uh, put it in a dry pan and just f kind of pan fry it without oil or anything for a good uh, couple of minutes each side, and boom, you can make yourself some banging wraps. Anyway, this is what goes through my head as I'm trying to do something. It's extremely difficult because I get so swayed by it. Another thing that kind of falls in food is um, I love spice. I absolutely love it. I will eat everything as spicy as I can get it and to the point where I'm literally having stomach cramps. I've entered chili eating contests. I've done all of it. I go to chili festivals. I just think you cannot go wrong. And no matter how bad food is, throw some spice on there it's edible um, something I've always done which my dad does as well which is why I mention it kind of flicks back to him is that as soon as I've done, I'm done eating at a restaurant I get the urge to, to go I, I don't want to hang about I can't spend hours in a restaurant because one I'll end up getting drunk and embarrassing myself and two I'm just impatient I'll end up going and sitting outside or going for a cigarette I don't smoke anymore, I used to, but going outside. And um, it's just really difficult for me to stay put. I always remember once as well as really early for work. So I went to Cafe Nero and I sat there having a coffee thinking, oh, this is the life of a professional. Just sit, have a coffee before work. And uh, a person sat behind me back to back pretty much and they started eating a, a granola yogurt some of you think what's wrong with that the noise of him eating it was giving me shivers like someone running their fingers down a chalkboard I was ready to tell him to sh shut up I had to get up and leave um, I'll be honest since that day I have never been in a cafe Nero again because it just infuriated me that much um that's what, that's another that's where these sensory issues they they play a huge part in what I do even to where I eat what I drink I cannot stand anything rice pudding wise that kind of texture my daughter's calling for me but my wife's sorting that if someone butters bread or toast and they don't butter all to the corners like they're fucking plastering a wall then I'm not having none of it if a sandwich has uneven butter spread it's not a sandwich I'm afraid it's an absolute shit show um, 
that's kind of how I see food, apart from overeating. Um, I think with that in mind, we'll move on to film. What I want to do is talk about some horror films, uh, kind of give a review. Um, there might be a couple of spoiler alerts, but kind of give a review on a couple of uh, new ones and just discuss discuss a few creepy as it's Halloween after all films so bring it on right we're going to go straight in with the big one scariest film this is different for everyone because different things scare people for me it has to be the fourth kind alien related as opposed to ghost which uh may seem a bit weird but if anyone's ever seen the fourth kind it is such a good film it's produced in such a way it's uh, it's all made to believe that it's a true story spoiler alert i don't actually think it was i remember reading up about it and it's not actually based on a true story and they're not real things but fuck me after i watched that film i was I think I had to watch Family Guy for like an hour afterwards so I could get to sleep. Just the, I, I, not to go Joe Rogan on you, but I really do believe in aliens. Uh, I think you'd be mad not to think that in the size of our galaxy something else exists. So I think this one's kind of, it makes you, it really does make you wonder. And if we ever got to that point and aliens did somehow reveal themselves to us. What would they want? Do they want us? Do they want to take over? Who knows? So it's just, yeah, just one that even my my one of my best friends uh, watched it with me. And he was staying over that night. Normally he slept in the spare room. And that night I remember my door at like three in the morning. And he came in and said, do you mind if I sleep in here tonight? I'll never let him live that down. Never. Um, something uh, more new. Uh, something that I watched recently. The Watcher on Netflix. It's difficult. I'll be honest with you. I really... So, straight away, you're hooked. Immediately, first episode, you're like, wow, what is going on? And you're hooked on it. You're watching it. There is going to be some spoiler alerts, but... You know, I'm not here to. Uh, I'm not here to keep you in suspense. The whole way through every episode, I felt like I was pointing fingers at everyone. It's like when you can't find the TV remote and you're just accusing everyone in sight, and you don't let them sit down because you know they've sat on it, even though they haven't. Which leads me to the point the other day I was getting into a full-scale argument with my wife because I couldn't find the TV remote and after about 25 minutes realised it was in my pocket but that's neither here nor there um, so yeah The Watcher I, I really loved that I think the acting was brilliant I, my only problem with it was that the ending I got so fucking confused and I got so distracted at the end that it ended I was none the wiser and I just thought okay it was like a one night stand and the next day you just, it's gone you'd never think about it again not that I've genuinely ever had one um, but yeah 
it was just bizarre. Uh, apparently that was based on a true story though, which makes it a little bit more interesting. Uh, a film I always remember growing up was The Village. I feel like that is such a plausible thing to happen. In fact, that I would say that does happen quite a lot where you're in your own little world and people give you the fear of God to go outside of what you know. But then when you eventually do, it blows your mind because there's so much more you don't realise. I think that that is such a good kind of... It was such a good storyline. It's been years since I watched it, but it's one that always stands out to me. And the last one I want to mention is The Others. If you remember The Others like I do, it was fucking terrifying. I was shitting myself the whole way through it. It was so creepy. And then I remember I looked back, and recently I thought I would watch it, and it's a rated 12. Rated 12. I cannot believe that The Others was rated 12. I watch that now and I still get scared. It's just bizarre. Nowadays, Shrek would be rated 12. Mr. Tumble is probably rated 12. It's crazy to think that The Others was only rated a 12 when, uh, when we were younger. But there we go. Times change, and people change, and cancel culture is is a thing, uh, apparently. So, we're going to leave it on that note, I think. I've kind of went on a bit of a tangent, straight away from my point numerous times, but that's ADHD. Um, And look, again, I really appreciate everyone that listened to the last one. Everyone that's listening to this one, follow me on... Uh, TikTok and Instagram please Uh, you can find me on Instagram Uh, my name on there is A-D-H-D-A-D 31 so look me up also you can find me on TikTok it's not the most exciting thing but it's at A-D-H-D-A-D 2 come and have a look check me out and if you're on spotify if you're listening to it on spotify rate me i'm not fussed what you rate it as long as i can see that you're interacting message me for questions if you want anything answered or you want me to advise you or give you any sort of help in regards to adhd the process and just if you feel lost let me know and uh as we did last time we're going to end on a couple of uh, a couple of live laugh love quotes um, because i think that it will help see us through until christmas um which will be coming up before we know it i said to my wife today it's mental that tomorrow after tomorrow it's just going to be all about christmas once halloween's done christmas adverts are coming holidays are coming holidays are coming everyone's going to be talking about how fucking sad the john lewis advert is even though it really doesn't faze me but i got a heart of stone so i'll leave you on this The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, 
you have to put up with the storm. That's one. If you want to lift yourself up, lift up someone else. That is that is a terrible one. Terrible. My children again. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. I think that's a very, very valid one. Um, yeah, I'll see you all for episode three in two weeks' time. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about anything in particular, let me know. Peace. Happy Halloween, everybody.